Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the His Cape Not Yours podcast. This is Brandon Merchant. I am the main host uh, of this illustrious podcast. Uh, we're missing my uh, illustrious again. I love that word. I don't know why that word just stands out for me. Um, <laughs> we're missing um, my illustrious co-host Patrick today. Uh, but everything is good. Everything is all good. We're just, you know, trying to practice our social distancing, as I referenced last week to you guys. Uh, but again, this is the His Keep Not Yours podcast, a podcast where we have discussions regarding the um, millennials, really, for the most part, and um, talk about things um, surrounding their walks with Jesus Christ. And um, so continuing what we started last week, right, we started a series called The Success Chronicles. And what this series is really to meant to do is to gear you guys and give you guys a different mindset in terms of where to base your ideas of success. Right. I think success really has been something, um, as we discussed last week, again, if you heard the first episode, is that uh, it really is based on results and really less on the journey. But the journey is what gets you ready for the destination, really. And um Part of that is part of that journey is what are you expecting the end result to be? And if our end result doesn't align with what God really wants it to be, then how can we expect it to really truly be considered a success? Right. And so last week we really talked about it from a perspective of uh, the career and business field. Um, and maybe any other um, direction that God may be leading you and how to really apply that. So today, what we're going to be talking about is success in terms of uh, relationships, right? Relationally. And this is relationships just stretching from the romantic side all the way to the more casual relationships that you may have with potential coworkers, um, maybe business colleagues, um, people that you maybe do ministry with, um, just people that you see in your casual daily lives and that you really can't really control um, how much they're involved in your life. You can, but you can't because everywhere that you need to go has them involved. So it's not necessarily going to be a situation where you can try to avoid them at the expense of trying to basically uh, control where you're going at in the first place. So if I wasn't go to church, for example, um, and I know there's somebody maybe in the congregation potentially that I don't get along with, or there's a coworker that I really don't, you know, see eye to eye with all the time. I still have to go to work. I still have to go to the, go to the church. You know what I'm saying? I still have to go to these places in order to get what I need from there. So understanding how we can try to cohabitat in those situations and get the best out of what God's really putting us in. So uh, without further ado, I want to give us uh, some prayer before we get started. Um, Dearly Father, thank you for this uh, time. I thank you for this platform. I pray that it's useful for your kingdom, Father. I pray that people hear your voice and not mine. I pray that the purpose of this is is for people to get an idea, a better idea of you and a better idea of the direction that you want their lives to go. And it's all these things I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right. So to get started, um, first point I want to make is that experiencing success, um, like in other aspects of life, starts with surrendering to God. Right. And so those of you who may not have a relationship with Christ or you may be kind of just getting yourself started there. 
uh, I think you're moving in the right direction because when we based our standard or our expectation off of the things that we have, you know, experienced while walking with Christ and while having a relationship with Christ, we begin to understand what it really means to uh, be in relationship, whether that is with, like I said, um, our spouses, our family, uh, the casual relationships, like I referenced earlier, you'll begin to understand what the true essence of that is and what meaning it really has, even in those interactions, potentially, like you said, like we were saying earlier, that maybe are less than ideal. And experiencing that success um, is going to come in a basically like a twofold uh, avenue. So the first aspect, again, to just solidify that and clarify that one more time, this is um, the, the first part of that is you have relationships where you can control how close the people are getting to you. So these would be friendships, dating and or romantic relationships, you know, marriages. Those are the situations where you can you can control how close they get to you, how much access these people have to you. Right. And the second half of that of uh, experiencing these success again, holistically, this is the second half, is that you have those casual relationships where you don't have control over the situation. Right. Because, you know, you still have to go to this job. You still have to go to your church. You know, you really want to serve at your church. You really want to go to your job. You enjoy your job. But it's just this person maybe is not uh, representing anything that's good about it. Right. But that's not in your control. The only thing you can control is your reaction and and really how you're going to um, really command the well, the the interaction, if you make sense, you're 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 trying to look at yourself more than you're looking at the other person. Right. So. Um, so how do we measure? Right. How do we measure? Let's just go into the first aspect. Right. Which is, you know, the people that you have, you know, control of how much access they have to you. Right. So how do we judge? Right. How close somebody should be to us or maybe the standard at which, you know, it's okay for for you to be in company with those sort of friendships and or relationships, right? So we have to look at the fruits of the spirit, right? When you experience a relationship with Jesus Christ, um, you experience the fruits of the spirit, right? What are the fruits of the spirit? The fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Let me just, just to clarify that. The three tiers, right, of the basis really of Christianity is God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, right? These are the fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? So the fruits of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? There's nine in total. And when you look at these, all these words, right, they really gear towards what Christ was when he was here, right? You talk about love. We already know he loved us so much that he died for us. Right. He gave he decided to, that he needed to fulfill what his mission was because he loved us so much to, that he needed to to do what he needed to do and sacrifice his own life. Right. And so the people that we surround ourselves with, that we give this access to, we have to understand that that's the type of love that we get from Christ when we have a relationship with him. So it's like, why sacrifice somebody that, you know, is not going to not say maybe not, you know, down the cross per se, because I don't know if a lot of us would, if I'm being honest. But 
what I want to say to that is that even in the flaws that we have as humans, are they still going to are they going to try to love you just as much as Christ loved his disciples, for example, because those were the closest people to him while he was here was his disciples. And we all know um, before, you know, he ended up dying and going on uh, going on the cross. Um, there was a, a time where he was spending time. He wanted to spend it one last time with his disciples. And instead of it being a situation where they were serving him, he decided to serve them. Right. So that's a situation where he showed his love for them. Right. He decided to wash their feet and washing their feet. If you guys don't don't know that at the time was was pretty much uh the the lowest of low jobs or lowest of low duties you could have was a foot washer. And he decided to humble himself to the point that he could serve them in a way that really they should have been serving him and the way that they were serving him and the way that they were devoted to him. He was showing them that he was just as devoted. So when you look for the people that you can, you know, share life with or walk your life with and you want to experience as close as you can get to the love that you know christ uh, displayed for all of us i would look at stuff like that things like that in the bible that really show the true essence of the of the hope of the fruits of the holy spirit right in the bible it also says we don't judge um we don't judge people you know by anything else but their fruits right and that's what we need to do. And we need to start really putting an emphasis on that. I think sometimes we tend to float over because we assume that everybody knows what that means. But if you look at Christ's life again, going back to his life, he displayed all of these. Right. And what, whether or not the result was favorable or not. Right. I think a lot of times we have a tendency to reserve love for when we feel that it's due instead of just initiating that. Right. And. I don't know about you, but I know for me personally, that's something that I, I love and appreciate about somebody because when they're quick to serve, it makes me really want to serve them just that much more. You know, if there's an opportunity um, for me to give in any way, shape or form I can, then I will, you know, and, and that's the type of trait that you want to see um, in people, because then it makes it, e it makes it easier for you to give to them. If, it be, if we're being honest, right. You know, and, and whether or not they give back to you in the same measure or not, you're doing that because, because that's what's in you. Right. So why not surround yourself with people that would want to do the same to you, ideally that you can do to them. Right. So again, these are the people that you are allowing access to your life. We don't want to allow access to people in our lives that close if they don't represent those those fruits. Those fruits are essential. And, you know, that that was just one of them. But again, um, again, I'll say it again. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Right. And so all these things put together can be a blueprint to what we are trying to achieve. And again, you do, going back to the original point is you see these things as you begin to build a relationship with Christ himself. We have to go to the source, right? It's very easy for us to get wrapped up in seeking godly things from things that are not God, if it makes sense. We, we rely so much on the resources, right? 
as much in which he can extend himself instead of relying on himself on you know on the on the source right so i think you know a couple things that we get so wrapped up on are are, are like the looks of things right i know for you know myself um i was stuck in a in a stage right where i just wanted you know to allow access to people that i felt you know i could experience what i really wanted to experience in life right um you know traveling and you know taking the pictures you know the big the big big pictures and you know, looking, looking like, looking like everything's all right, you know, um, what other things, you know, getting, maybe, maybe just being out and being able to, um, you know, do whatever I wanted to, you know, with, uh, romantic relationships, uh, I think it was maybe a lot more focused on like the physicality and how somebody looked per se, instead of who they really were. And so as we get exposed to all these different I would call them distractions, right? Because the enemy wants us to be as far away from what God's purpose for us is in the first place, right? He wants us to be so far away, so caught up on expectations based on what culture has dictated as opposed to what God has said, right? And what I'll say to that is that there's no reason to redefine something that's already been written, right? We're trying to redefine what real love is. Real love is, you know, being taken out. Um, having security people, I need to, I need to be with somebody who has their finance finances together and that's all good. We, those is, those are ideal things, but we shouldn't have to sacrifice the fruits of the spirit for the things that culture has presented to us is what I'm trying to get at. So for example, right, I was just thinking about a couple things like, so for example, um, you don't want to, you want to, you want to date somebody or be with somebody, you know, that has money. You want to be in friendships with people who are financially well off things of that nature cool get it totally got it but they have money but they they don't they're poor in patience so anytime something happens where now all of a sudden you need them to be patient with you that where's that where where does that come in in terms of them being financially stable right or fin or financially well off right um you can go on trips together but you can't bring joy with you that's always seems to be left in the background you know, when you are out and about and doing whatever you want with, you know, the relationships or friendships that you're pursuing. Right. So my point is, don't set the standard for things that are not in the word already. It's it's the book of its truth. The book is truth for a reason, because I, I found in, in my walk personally that I value more of the intangibles than the tangible. Right. I would rather somebody who who's not well off but is is rich in in patience and in understanding as opposed to somebody who is you know financially well off and everything's great and and you know we can go wherever we want and all that but when when times get rough you know or when something's inconvenient it it's not it's not good for them anymore you know what i mean so that's what i want to say is in terms of inviting people into your space right um, and sometimes, you know, when we set that standard, we might get met with rejection, right? Some people, because they don't understand that and because maybe they're not, you know, particularly seeking, um, you know, relationship with Christ at the time or whatever the, whatever the reason is, um, it can sometimes unlock a sense of insecurity about themselves. Right. And 
you know, it, it may signify that, well, well, you think I'm, you think you're better than me, or you think you're, you know, so higher up or above me for whatever reason or another, don't get sucked into that either. You having the standard of the relationship that you are either forming or already have with Christ is not saying that you are better than anybody. If it's like, it's like if I, if I tasted, if I tasted something good and it, and it's doing its purpose, right? It's, it's feeding me, it's keeping me well and it's, and it's, it's tasteful. Like it, it's, it's just savory. Why would you want to get something else? So it's like equivalent is if you have a relationship with Christ and you experience all these fruits of the spirit through him directly, why would you go and try to get something different when it doesn't need to be improved? When it doesn't, you get what I'm saying? It's it's like sometimes because, so here's what I'm, here's what I'm saying is sometimes I think we, we give a pass or we normalize when, you know, we're all, we're all, you know, human. We don't. Uh, do everything perfectly, right? We we have our times, you know, when we are human, we show our human colors, right? But that doesn't mean that because somebody's human that I should settle for everything. Like if somebody is not displaying any one of those fruits at all, and I'm that's a level that I'm trying to get to, and they're not seeking or doing anything to to try to get to that point or manifest that within themselves through Christ. I, I can't I can't sacrifice my development because I because I'm staying here with you. Right. And it's not to say that I don't care, but it's because but it's again, it's a mentality that I can't sacrifice for somebody who doesn't aim or want to give an effort. Right. What did we say last week? Success is not based on the results. Right. Because somebody could be could have had a bunch of different things happen in their past that maybe signify everything that is opposite of what the fruits of the spirit are right but if in that moment they make the decision to say i'm willing to make an effort to see how i can get a relationship with god or with christ and really seek to get to a point where i can you know ex- ex- exude those fruits of the spirit or or be or maybe be an, be a representation of that right not for you it has to be for them but if they get to that point then that's fine because that's effort they're showing effort right success is not the lack of result it's the lack of effort so if they don't want to make an effort i i can't i can't i can't stay there i can't make you want to get something that's good for you I can provide it to you. I can show it to you, but I can't make you do it. And I can't wait around, right? It has to be this mentality, right? I can't wait for something like that because the more I wait, right, the more withdrawals I'm making, right? And although Christ is my is my essential deposit at the end of the day, I'm making withdrawals that Christ wanted me, wants me to make on other things, right? And, and sometimes it, it, it's tough to hear that. It's tough to hear that. But you have to draw a line in the sand, right? Am I going to continue to, to uh, be a proponent, right? A silent proponent, right? Of, of these habits that don't manifest to the results that I want to see, right? So are you going to, i.e., are you going to keep pursuing relationships, friendships, uh, things that 
are not walking in the direction of the standard you already are experiencing or are trying to experience, right? Right? That's that's the question. Do you are because I, I know myself, I've been again in stages in my life where you you're trying to you're trying to ask God to produce results from him without trying to make an effort to to apply the correct habits so that those things will take place. And that's a question you have to ask yourself, because, like I said, at some point, there has to be a line drawn in the sand that says, you know what? I can't I can't continue to do this and expect God to give me the right friendships, to give me the right relationships. Right. To give me to to open doors to the right partners. Right. Business partners, life partners, whatever you want to call them. And so. You have to take your take your eye off the off the world for a minute and put the eye on God, you know, don't even put it on yourself, because the more sometimes we can look at ourselves and maybe look at what we haven't done, it can kind of put us in a downward trend. But look at God and look at what he can do when you apply his presence in your life so that now you'll be able to have a clearer vision of what success really looks like when you combine together what he created you to be, who he created you uniquely to be, and who he may have in store in your life. Because relationship is relationships are a part of life. You can't go do this life by yourself. Not by yourself in terms of not having Christ and not and not by yourself in terms of not having other people on the journey with you. It's not going to happen. If that was the case, then God wouldn't have created Eve for Adam. Simple as that. Um, another thing I've, I've learned too, um, the last point I'm going to make on that is when you begin to form these friendships and relationships, you have to ask yourself, how is this purposeful for the kingdom of God? Right? Because I think a lot of times we get so caught up on what uniquely kind of matches up with us. Right. And it makes sense. You know, um, you want to be with people, you know, that, could maybe, you you know, understand you better, you know, um, meet you where you are, you know, and you want people to kind of, you know, kind of match up with who God's created you to be. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, the question is, when we are in friendship, right, does this produce more distraction or does this produce more purpose? Right. And that's a goes back to a um, just a question you have to ask yourself. Um, and a question I asked myself was some things too, quite a few things is, is this based on more of my preference or is this based on God's purpose? Right. And, and that's again, just another question to ask yourself, um, as you're trying to manifest successful relationships and friendships, um, is, is this about my preference or is this about God's purpose? Right. That's what anything really in life. It's about your mission. It's about your relationships. Um, it's about pretty much everything. <laughs> you know, is it is it what's it going to be? Is it going to be my preference or is it going to be God's purpose? Right. Um, so that was just kind of closing up the first half of that, which is, again, we were talking about relationships, the people that you have control in terms of um, have control of how much access you give to them. Right. Um, so we're going to move on to the part now, second half of that where 
um, the standard, just look at some different standards when it comes to um, the more casual relationships, right? Again, um, my pastor, Dr. Darius Daniels, had a series, um, I believe it was earlier this year or the end of last year, I can't remember, but um, he had a title of a sermon that was called uh, Conniving Coworkers, right? <laughs> so, you know, how many of us have people that we work with that maybe aren't necessarily our ideal makeup of a coworker, right? They're maybe not as helpful. Maybe they're, you know, kind of rude sometimes or, you know, what have you. Um, maybe they're inconveniencing us in some way, shape or form, you know, um, people that you come into contact with on a regular basis, maybe at the stores, you know, you, these are places that you go, um, but you still nonetheless um, can kind of indirectly form these relationships with, right? Um they're less intentional in a way because the because again you're going to the place with an intention. You're not trying to invite the person in with intention. But again, when you're at your job, again, it's it's very difficult <laughs> to not you know communicate and uh, not talk or anything with the people that you work with. Same thing with doing ministry and and whatever other hobbies that you do. Maybe going to the gym, things of that nature. So. Um, one thing I think I'll, I I think I've seen a lot of is that we kind of have a way of writing these relationships off in a way because um, popular culture right now is kind of you know more so I would say definitely based on the last topic we talked about which was you know the romantic relationships dating which is so important you know we don't want to take anything off of that but I think it sometimes overshadows these this context of relationships because. It's equally as important, right? You think about work. You're you're at work forty hours a week, minimum. So, if anything, I mean, on paper, you're probably spending more time around these people than the people that you are closest with, right? Um, so we have to understand that if we don't do our our best, right, and and if we're trying to follow the fruits of the spirit, we if we don't do our best to um, cultivate the the best result out of the situation, regardless of if it's ideal or not, then there will never be a situation like that, right? Um, and this question I wanna I wanna ask you, um, send an analogy again, is is your table set right? Um, so a lot of times, um, we'll what we'll do is be, if somebody doesn't act right towards us, right? If somebody's disrespecting us and you know we feel like we did nothing wrong and there are very well be t- very well maybe times like that where you haven't really done anything and they just you know treat you whatever way or another my question is are you praying for them are you greeting them with kindness even when they respond with anger are what are you doing to to dissolve the situation right we can consi- we can sit here at the table and complain about the food that's being brought to the table. But if the table isn't set and the table's a mess, then how can we expect a a functional, a great meal? And what I mean by that is stop, let's stop looking at what the other person is not doing and look at what we could be doing. Right. So if I'm at work and I have somebody that I work with, that's, you know, doesn't have the great, the greatest social skills or whatever, let me ask him, yo, do you want to go get a cup of coffee on me? Let me go, t- you know, let's let's catch up. You know, how's everything going with you? Just to 
extend that, that, hey, I'm I'm willing to do something to to get this off the off of our table. I'm trying to clear the table so that the food can be served. You get what I'm saying? You do y'all understand? I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Um, talking like y'all gonna talk back to me right now, but <laughs> you get the gist. Um, so, so that's the question I think that we really have to ask ourselves. And this part of I'll say the relationship, and it it really is applicable to both sets of um, topics that we're talking about today. But I would say mostly on this part because it's more of a self realization, right? You have to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, look. Am I am am I trying to to support the results again that I want to yield in this case? In this case, what it means is, am I being am I being what I want? Because you can't you can't ask you you can't ask somebody else to do something that you're not willing to do. Um, interesting enough, I just watched. Um, it's actually funny that this just came to my head um, with the. Uh, Michael Jordan, um, I don't know if you guys have been tuning in, but there's a special documentary called The uh, Last Dance that's been on for the last month, about a month now. And in, uh, I believe it was episode, end of episode seven, um, there was an intense moment where Mike was talking about um, a little bit, shedding a little bit light on how his connections were with his teammates, right? Um, and he definitely, um, I think, you know, some people may say he went overboard, I think, there were some times where I would agree that he did, but when he started talking about his purpose behind it, right, uh, it started to make sense. It started to shed some light on it. And um, just to give you a background, um, on the court, he definitely uh, did a lot of smack talking, you know, uh, in practices to his teammates um, and opponents alike. Um, he would try to get the best out of them. So his method of doing so would definitely uh, include um, more of the I'm going to kind of stay on you as much as I can to get the best out of you instead of trying to encourage per se. Um, so and sometimes this would stretch off the court. Um, there was one particular teammate. He had Horace Grant um, who had mentioned that he would, you know, make sure that, you know, he wasn't able to eat if he had a bad game. Um, so it was a situation like that just to give you a backstory. Um, but the purpose of um, what he was saying is that there was nothing that I was asking of the of my teammates that I wasn't willing to do. Right. And so you have to ask yourself that in these, you know, I would say, again, the more casual friendships and relationships, you're you're asking for somebody else to do something that maybe have you asked yourself, are you willing to do right? So if if you were the person on the other end that was just having a bad day, for example, and, you know, you just went off on them. Right. For maybe no reason or, you know, you maybe just kind of overreacted. Are you willing to mend? Are you willing to, you know, mend that situation or are you just going to say, well, I just had a bad day and they just going to have to deal with it? You know, again, ask yourself and really look in the mirror um, when you're in these type of situations. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think it goes to show um, that that same type of mentality that Christ had, because if you look at a lot of the situations that Christ was in, he didn't ask. He wasn't regularly trying to maybe go to, um, you know, for example, the Pharisees, right? The Pharisees, these were the Jewish leaders uh, during his time that would a, a lot, a lot of the time um, question him and question, you know, all the claims that he was making, right? Trying to disrupt his mission, right? 
And what it was actually doing was it was an opportunity for God to show up even in the opposition. Right. So how many times do we have um, people in our lives that maybe oppose what we what we are trying to strive for? Right. You're trying to get you're trying to, you know, gain patience, but they keep trying you. Right. (laughs) You're trying to get joy, but they keep trying to, you know, um, make it difficult at your job or in in even in ministry. Sometimes it happens like that in the church. And, you know, we jump to um, the fact that they're causing us again, that inconvenient situation. So it's, it's frustrating. It's, it's, it can be, uh, annoying, you know, is another word I've heard, but again, ask yourself, are you doing everything that you can in your power, despite the, you know, situation that you are in to get the best result out of it? Right. Um, and I'm not telling anybody, you know, that they can't, um, experience human emotion, right? We're all humans, right? We all go through, emotions. And I think one part of um, cultivating relationships on either end of the spectrum is understanding that we are and we do have moments. Right. Um, But again, does the moment disrupt the fact that you um, are willing to make an effort is the question. Uh, I frequently find myself uh, in that situation. You know, um, I definitely um, a person, you know, if I get my mindset on trying to do something and it, you know, can get disrupted. Um, I can kind of, I can kind of react to it. Uh, I'm not going to lie to y'all, you know, but at the same time, you know, when, when, when I'm going through that process of, you know, what, you know, whatever emotion has overcome me, you know, whether it's, you know, I'm frustrated or maybe I'm trying to get something done and it's not going the right way per se that I maybe expected it to. It's, it's how can, what can I get out of the situation? What is God trying to teach me in this moment? Instead of just trying to fall flat, fall flat. Let me try to ask instead of why am I in this situation? Ask what is God trying to teach me? Because that person that maybe you know is is, is whatever way that they are for whatever reason is is a is a question that God's trying to ask you. Maybe He's trying to get you to look in the mirror and ask yourself what you're willing to do, right? Um, and so. Uh, I just wanted to uh, give you guys some encouragement on that plat on that part. Um, so I, I, <laughs> there's something that God put on my heart to say um, to close it out. Um, so um, be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. Um, transparency moment. This is the second recording of this episode. Right. Um, I had some technical difficulties we'll call uh, earlier this morning and you know, uh, the file got lost and I was, I was livid. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was frustrated. You know, I felt like there were some good nuggets to take out of that. Um, and I was just like, man, why, why is this happening right now? Um, but in that moment, right. Instead of just sitting there and saying, all right, I'm not, I'm going to just, you know, kind of drag my feet on recording because I, I did everything I could to make sure it was good. Um, I picked it right back up and, you know, before I, I did, um, God, I felt God, uh, God's presence. I felt the spirit's presence on me. And what it said was that, um, the rocky road, the, the road is rocky, right? So a lot, it deters us a lot from going on and, and keep on moving because it's uncomfortable. Right. But the rocky road is preparing us for the destination ahead. And if, if we're not willing to to walk on to walk that rocky road even though it's not some a road that we see a lot of people on 
we're never going to be prepared for the destination that is ahead. Right. So in this life, um, God's not going to make everything easy for us. Right. Um, we're going to have to work for it. We're going to have to work at it. Um, relationships is something that we're going to have to work at, you know, um, relationships is a road that may be rocky for some of us. It's not always going to be perfect. You know, a lot of times, especially early on, I'm sure um, a lot of us has, have experienced some sort of hurt or harm along this uh, road um, to get to where we want to be uh, relationally, whether that be with, again, the casual, more, you know, uh, indirect relationships that we may form um, or those that we really are trying to form intentionally um, with the people that we allow access to in our lives. Um, and it's rocky. It's tough sometimes. But understand this, that sometimes we needed the rocky road to get us prepared You because you wouldn't. I don't know who this is for, who this may be for, but the person that you're, you know, you know, really waiting on God to deliver in your life. If if he delivered them to you now, you may not appreciate it. You may not um, realize everything that you that you're getting in that person because you haven't traveled that rocky road yet. Um, or maybe you're you're trying to get off the rocky road because you somehow convinced yourself that this walk is not worth it. Um, it's not worth it. It's not worth the destination. Right. Um, but I can tell you, it definitely is. Uh, I'm in my season of experience in that right now with the person that I am in relationship with right now. My uh, my girlfriend, uh, Valencia, shout outs to her. Um, and it, it's been a tough. It's been a tough road to get to get to this point where I believe in my heart that I have somebody um, that represents you know, the fruits of those spirits of the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, but it was a rocky road. It's, and, it, you know, I'm sure, you know, as we progress, uh, there are going to be some times where we got to, you know, compromise and things of that nature that, you know, all the things that happen in relationships. But it was a rocky road, man. And um, but I, like I said, I'm just letting you all know, do not let the rocky road prevent you from the destination that God has prepared for you. Trust me, it will be worth it. It, it will be more than worth it. Um and the second half of that, um, again, just to close out, is entitlement tells us that the road shouldn't have to be rocky, right? Entitlement um, and pride will be on our hearts sometimes and be on our minds at times that, why am I going through this? Why do I have to endure through all this to actually feel like I'm being successful or to feel like I'm actually experiencing what God really wants me to experience, right? Um, and the thing is, none of us, if you think about it, none of us deserve even the destination, right? None of us deserve the success that we may be already experiencing or that you're on your way to experiencing, right? Um, but I think that's a part of, that's a part of it, right? If we don't deserve it, how can we, how can we tell, if we don't deserve it in the first place, how can we tell God how to prepare it for us or how to, get us in a place where he can give it, he can give us everything that he wants. Again, that's That's just entitlement talking. That's, that's, um, pride talking. And the more we can subdue that, not saying it won't happen, we won't experience it, but the more we can subdue that and allow again, the fruits of the spirit to take, to take the forefront, it, the easier, not easier, but the, the better look on life will begin to have so that we can really experience success. Again, success is not totally based on the results. Results are a part of it, but it's that journey, right? 
can you experience success even in the journey? And the answer is yes. But the question, but that's a question that you have to answer um, as the road is rocky. Which side are you going to take? Right. And so um, I hope you guys took a took some notes. I hope you guys take some inspiration out of that. Um, got some motivation uh, for your journey that you're traveling right now. Um, again, the road's not over. It's not over until you until you say it's over. So uh, you have a choice to make today and every day ahead. So um, just going to pray us out. Dearly, Father, we thank you for uh, the message that was delivered. We thank you for um, the inspiration that maybe have uh, has been taken away from this. And we just ask that it be applicable to somebody's life out there who needs to hear it and who um, just wants to grow. Father, I pray that they can base um, their expectations not on the world anymore, but they can base it on you, on you. And it's all these things I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, y'all. That was a uh, second part. That was part two of the Success Chronicles. We will have another episode uh, next week uh, to close out the series. So stay tuned and uh, everybody take care. God bless.